Hello and welcome to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like. What is Mr. Ryan doing? I've actually got the live show on my phone so I can comment. <laughs> <laughs> so that what was our in- intro music kicking in then. So if you could subscribe, drop the video a like. We are well on the way now to 10,000 subscribers. And a mini little announcement from me is when we hit 10,000 subscribers, this channel is going up a few gears. I'm going to start ramping up the content. Um, and yeah, we're going to go up a few more gears. We've got new concepts coming. We've got loads of different stuff coming. So as soon as we hit 10K, I will be bringing you a load more content. It'll be even more regular than what we got now. So um, yeah, the concepts that I've got, one of them is absolutely quality. So um, stay tuned for that. And Thursday, we had an absolute shocker. We was down on the ground. And then Villa on Friday, it, we've learned today, Emery told Villarreal he was ready to leave and join Aston Villa as early as Friday, which is absolutely mental. NSWE went straight on in there. First choice, bang, got him. Elite, elite manager. I am absolutely buzzing about it. I know the whole fan base is. Um, it's just, you know, I said earlier that it feels like that watershed moment. Um, and we're going to go into Emery on this episode. We're going to look ahead to Newcastle and we're going to get all of your thoughts on Unai Emery as well. So we'll kick it off with Justin. What are your thoughts? Over the moon. Absolutely over the moon. I think... Um... In Emery, we've we've landed one of Europe's most experienced, respected, and decorated coaches. You know he's going to be fired by a fierce determination to set the record straight after his time at Arsenal. He's a hungry student of the game. He leaves nothing to chance. He dots every I. He crosses every T. He reacts to the game in real time, and he's not tied into one way of playing, which is amazing. Yes, he's got a preferred style and formation. But he won't die on that hill if things aren't going right, which we've seen in the past. I genuinely think we've broken the ceiling now at Villa with this appointment. I think our DNA has been eroded to a point that we don't know what it is as a fan base anymore, do we? So what he's got a chance now to do is to come in and install a brand new DNA and a brand new era, a fluid system. I think he's a deep thinker, but he's got to be allowed to, to, to do it his way. Unlike when he was at Arsenal, he was marginalised, wasn't he? By everything I've seen today and read today, he's got a clear way he wants to do it and he's done it at every club. and He's, he's been successful at every single club. And for some reason at Arsenal, they decided not to allow him that full access to everything he wanted. Weirdly, when, when, that, when they got rid of him, they allowed Arteta to do it. So I think all the things he put in place pre-Arteta has come to fruition. So, I don't think I've ever, honestly, I'm shaking. I'm that excited, being as excited <laughs> to welcome a manager of his calibre to our club. We've had some great managers over the time. I've been I've been chuffed to see a lot of them arrive. Big run back from me, Graham Taylor twice. Martin O'Neill was a great appointment. I think, you know... <laughs> I can't think of a bigger name that we've appointed with has got such a CV and he's not past it either. You know, he's not past it, is he? 
He's someone that's at the prime of his managerial life and he's got 10, 15 years of experience winning things behind him. So I cannot wait for this era to begin. I think Gerard Julio is probably the last manager that had such a good CV to come to Villa, but he was coming towards the end of his life as a manager, wasn't he? Not literally, obviously, but the end of his life as a football manager. Um, and it was amazing. And so I, I just can't wait. I, I'm so I'm so excited. I, I, I just can't wait. It just feels like there is about to be a massive culture change at Aston Villa. Yeah. And there is going to be a philosophy, which is the two words that I asked for last week as soon as Gerard was sacked. So I'm absolutely over the moon with it. Hannah, gleaming smile. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I'm over the moon. I've been, I've been in the group chat all day and I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, it just it has that feel about it where... It just feels different this time. So, you know, we don't want to dwell on the past. You know, this is very much us looking to the future. But, you know, before when we've appointed, you know, managers or head coaches, you've had that hope, you know, it's a new manager, it's exciting. But this time it does feel different because the calibre of manager is just that next level that we've just not, we've not had yet. And it feels like we're about to just unlock something. And I feel like... The past year, we've kind of been saying that we're on the cusp of really getting there. We, you know, we've we've been recruiting well for the most part. You know, Villa Park. You know, we sell out most games. The pumping investment in, so all these little jigsaw pieces are starting to fit together. But it was always, you know, we've not quite got that that manager or that coach that's the final piece that's really going to unlock the potential of the team. And now it feels like we could potentially have that. And it's just, it's exciting. We just, compare this to how we were, what, five days ago. It's day and night, you know. I feel buzzing to watch us play. And it's that excitement of, well, what system are we going to play? You know, you feel like he's really going to have a good idea already of what he wants to do and how he's going to mould this team. It's not going into it each week thinking, oh, what formation should we play? What tactics are we going to try and whack on after 60 minutes? It's like you've got someone coming in who's a winner. Uh, I said it weeks and weeks ago. We need someone at this club who is a winner, not in just their playing career, but in their managerial career where they've got, you know, they've been there, they've got the T-shirt, they know what they're doing. This is a manager who could potentially take us to that next level, which is all we've been dreaming of. And I just, I, I'm buzzing. Like last night, the night, you know, I was just on top of on top of the world, thinking, "Are we going to do it? Are Villa finally going to do it?" Because it, for so long we've been taking these steps, and this season started to kind of peter out. And you thought, "Oh, is it going to just be a, a wasted year?" But this could be that catalyst now that really sets us on the way and I hope it is. And with the backing both from, you know, the uh, the owners and from the fans and if the players buy into him, which I think they will, I think they'll have masses of amounts of respect for him. I just don't see how we can't succeed. Definitely. Famous last words, but we're so buzzing. Yes, I am with you. And Guillaume Balagay has been speaking so highly of Unai Emery and he's like 
a pundit that I've always I've always listened to and I've always enjoyed listening to him speak. His knowledge is fantastic. So when he was breaking the news story yesterday and he's been doing his piece on the BBC, this is the one of the last sort of paragraphs in his article. And I'm going to read it out to you now. And it is absolutely music to my ears, right? So this is what he said. He will now attempt to do what he did at Villarreal. He will try and instill order, identity and the same winning mentality by ensuring that his side is as strong uh, physically and mentally as they can possibly be, as well as tactically flexible, with a genuine belief that on their day, there is not a side in the world they are not capable of beating. What a mindset and what a mentality of the manager. And it's absolutely immense. Ryan? That's what we've always... Sorry, I was just putting in to say that it feels like that's what we've always wanted, to be that team that you go into a game thinking, we can win this. You don't want to go into games thinking, oh, you know, they're going to wipe the floor with us, so to speak. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ryan, I'll let you carry on. <laughs> yes, his, um, his CV is immense, isn't it? It's immense. He's a fantastic coach. Club says he is a detailed, obsessed manager. That's what I want, man. That's what I want. You know, he prepares for different situations and he executes it. And it's just going to be refreshing. It's going to be absolutely refreshing to know that we're going to have the ability to be proactive, to be reactive, to be fluid, to be structured and mix it up against any opposition. It feels now, given time, we're going to be prepared for any opposition in any game. And what is our club's logo? Be prepared. And I feel now, this is the start. This is the start, man. We've got an elite coach, a decorated coach, a coach that has got something big to prove in this league. And this time last week, guys, we were sitting there previewing the Fulham game. That was a week ago. A week ago. A week's a long time in football, isn't it? Oh, my God. Unreal. What a week it's been. From the lows and despair of Thursday to Friday to to the blow-away of Brentford on Sunday, to the news breaking yesterday. The three of us were together, weren't we, having a beer at the Just 14 trailer? And, you know, it was it was exciting, wasn't it? It really, really was exciting. And it, and it feels like now we're on the cusp of building something great. And I, I feel like he just needs to be given the, the complete control to let him really... St- Stamp his personality, really stamp what Emery is all about on Villa. We just need to give him that control. And you, you look at the likes of, say, Chelsea when Mourinho come in, that's when they're really on the cusp. They've got that that coach, Man City, you can say, when they appointed Mancini, just it took that next level. Now we've got our elite coach, and I am, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I, you know. The last preview, I was panicking about us being in the bottom three over the World Cup. And now I'm looking up that league. I'm looking and thinking, right, we're going to mix it. We're going to mix it with every single team in this league now. And we're still in both cup competitions as well, which, you know, offers him, (laughs) you know, but he's a specialist in the cup as well, isn't it? So... Who knows, man? The season's looking rosy man, again, isn't it? Man loves a trophy, doesn't he? Yes. Let's get one in the cabinet this season. Let's not mess around. And he's got, he's got now, he's got a good 10 days now to really 
find his feet, get settled, and then we go. We go against Manchester United at home, and he's going to break that curse of 95. I can <laughs> feel it. I can feel it coming, man. He's got 10 days to prepare for United. Everyone's been watching these masterclass videos, and yeah, we all seen what he done to United there. So um, let's have another free one at Villa Park and break that curse. And we're sending an army of Villa fans to Old Trafford as well. So uh, that is also going to be quality. But I just want to pick up on this comment, AVFC Stato. I'm looking forward to tactical tweaks mid-match, depending on the situations we find ourselves in from a top coach. And that is something that I'm really looking forward to as well. I think we've, we, we haven't had that manager, have we, that makes them changes as soon as he sees something going wrong. I mean, I watched the Chelsea-United game at the weekend and they were like changing. Um, United's manager made a change, then Potter did, then they made a substitution and, and it was to-in and throwing like a tactical battle on the touchline and, and I absolutely loved it, to be fair. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that from memory as well. So we all know that he's... The, the, the things that he has won. Um, but one part of, of what he brings is his video analysis per game and his also opposition details. You know, I've heard that he watched Manchester United like 17 times before 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 a match. And it, he does his work, doesn't he? He knows the, in, the opposition inside out. And I know you've been watching a lot of videos today, Justin. So... I'll let you sort of have the floor for this. Yeah, he, he basically, he, he, he's like, he goes so much into detail. I mean, again, Balagay said this, and I've seen Graham Hunter as well talking about it. And he, he's, he's, a, he's a tactical minutiae, isn't he? Every single aspect of the game. I think, you like you said, did you say 17 times he watched Man United? Yeah, I think it was 17. Final. 17 times he watches a team. And I think Graham Hunter said today that the Villa players have not got a clue what they're coming into now because they're going to be bombarded with information left, right, and centre. And I'm all for it because if you can't, if you can't want to take all that information on board to make you better, you, if you want to go on that pitch and you want to know every single millimetre of of the blade of grass you're going to cover, you want to know everything about the opposition you're about to face, tactically, individually. Everything, even that what their manager might be doing, what they might be changing during a game. And your man, what you want as a player is your manager to be one step ahead. So what you want to hear before you go out on that pitch is, right, this is how we're going to set up, but this might happen, so we might have to do this. And that's what I don't think other managers we've had in the past have, have been able to get their heads around. Whereas we've got a manager now that, that it will set us up to play. And like you said, Luke, if it's not working, he'll change it. And he's not scared to change it. We've got five subs now. We've said it all season. You know, we've got the ability and we've got the squad depth to do these kind of things, which is another reason why he's come. He's looked at our squad. A couple of videos I've watched today and people are literally saying that our squad, he couldn't have been better handpicked for the way he plays if he'd done it himself. Because the way he sets it up, it's perfect for what we do. We saw the 4 2 3 one. On, on Sunday, and he plays a, a version of four two three one, which can also be interpreted as a four four two, but it looks a little bit different. You've still got your four at the back, you've got your two sort of double pivot, and then it's how you set up past that. It's not a sort of natural three. 
it's it's sort of an in and an out, and and they have to be flexible. And whilst our last manager, I won't mention his name, loved the fullbacks to bomb on, it seems like he likes one of his fullbacks to bomb on to allow the others to sort of sit and make sure that we're not leaving the back door open. And it's all these tiny little intricacies that make a difference in a game of football, and that have given you that chance that. We are going to go in against a lot of teams, especially up the higher end of the table, that it's going to be very difficult to get anything out of. But he doesn't give a toss about that because he knows if he can tactically set us up right, we can beat those teams and he'll go into them games to beat them. Every single game will be set up to beat the opposition. He's not going to go in thinking that, oh, let's hope they don't steamroll us. He's going to go in saying, this is the plan. This is how we are going to win today. And we all know football isn't as easy as that. And it might not go to plan. But if it doesn't work, he'll have plan B, plan C, and he'll have to come off and he'll have to go on. It, it's something I don't think we've seen at Villa for a very, very, very long time, if ever, if I'm honest, because football has changed so much in the last few years. And I think I heard Graham Hunter and maybe even Gillian Balagay saying the Premier League now is jam-packed full of the most elite managers in the game and we have been flagging and lagging behind for a very long time. We are now comfortably able to hold our heads at the highest level of, of that stratosphere of, of football now. We have got somebody that can go toe-to-toe with the very best, not with the mid-table teams. I'm talking about with the Klops and with, you know, with the Peps, everything, you know, Potter, tactically well, good. We have now got a bloke as good as all of those. So if they buy into it, our players buy into it, and we buy into it, and we give him the time and the support to get himself ingrained in our club and I think this is another reason why it's a great time to take over. He can watch on Sunday, he's got three games and then he's got a six-week break to really install his massive philosophy into us and then we have January transfer window where he could add one or two players just to help us along. We are in a very, very good position now to, to kick on. Yeah, and that, that period of the World Cup, I know... You know I'm a bit gutted that obviously we're not going to be going down the villa, we're not going to be watching them and, and the World Cup's in the middle, but it couldn't have come at a better time for Villa, could it? Because it's difficult for any manager to come in mid-season, isn't it? And and someone like Emery, there's going to be a lot of stuff for the players to take on board and I just feel like that period now of what, is it four or five weeks for the World Cup? It's going to be crucial. It is going to be absolutely crucial and, you know, being as we've had a bit of a, a poor start to the season, like I said the other day, a lot of our players aren't even going to the World Cup. So the majority of them are staying, are going to be staying at, at Bodymore. So I just think it's going to be perfect timing for him to instill everything. And I'm guessing we've, we've already got the uh, Peter Whittingham friendly. I'm sure we'll probably have a couple more in there. Um, so... Hannah, I'll ask you then. What what's the what's the remit this season then, and then moving forward? So I think the crucial thing, and I think what we've kind of touched on so far, is that well, this is a project, right? We're we're back to stage one of the project, but the the point is that now whatever happens going forward. We've got faith and trust in a manager that will sort it out for us. It's not like after 70 minutes of a game, we're going to be looking at the watch thinking, 
we've got no chance now. I feel like going forward, every game, you're going to have that feeling and that hope that we're going to we're going to get back into it. And I think with that attitude now, why can we not get into the top half this season? Perhaps we're not going to achieve what we initially hoped with the with the Europe challenging for Europe. But I think after the start we've had, if we can push on into the top half and improve on the last two seasons, you know, we'll. I think we can settle for that. But going forward, the sky's the limit. You know, we are now at a point where we've got the ultimate amount of resources in a, an ever-growing and uh, improving squad, a top-class coach, like I say, the funding, the re- the resources are there. This season, all our hopes were that our previous manager was going to be enough to take us to that next step. Now, that proved not to be the case. But this management and this tenure is surely going to be, again, to repeat my earlier point, unlocking that potential. So I think this mini pre-season we're going to have over the World Cup is a turning point. And I'm sure Emery is going to be looking at it as that. So far, all of our mini pre-seasons, our full pre-seasons, our breaks through COVID, all end up being that we come back and we look like everyone's just been in pies. I remember us waiting for that pre-season in the summer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to get that out of my head first. Yeah, slightly traumatised that actually will be worse after the World Cup. But being positive, no, it, it just does feel different. And he's going to come in, like you say, he's got, five weeks-ish and a transfer window, then from January onwards, we're going for it. And I just think, you know, there are going to be hurdles along the way. We're not a finished product. He's a new manager. He's got a lot of work to do in terms of instilling his philosophy, style of play. So there are going to be bumps in the road. But it feels different in the sense that you kind of know that he should be able to figure, figure it out eventually. He didn't get that chance at Arsenal. I feel like they probably, you know, kind of bit the bullet despite the fact that he'd actually done a decent job there. Um, and then sort of did the investment in the project with Arteta instead. Whereas I feel like we will give him that time and he really will want to prove himself in this league. Um, and ultimately, he's got one of the, what, what are we, fourth or fifth richest owners in the league? He's going to have that that resource to be able to push us along. So I've got full faith. I think this season we just, we aim for top half. A ninth would be lovely. Anything better obviously would be unbelievable, but a ninth would for me be really good. It's an improvement. And then next season is the one. Yes, we said that this year, but we probably didn't expect the start of the season we've had. But I think coming into next season, um, he'll have also then had, again, two transfer windows, a lot of time with this squad. I just, maybe blind optimism at the moment, but I'm buzzing. I just think, I think this is it. I think we'll, I think we'll really make it next season. I, I, I would actually add that I think we could get hit top eight this season. Of course you do. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm overly optimistic, but I'm, I, I'm being genuinely serious now. We are four points off eight as it stands. Yeah. We are yeah. not cut adrift. We have made the decision. We pulled the plug. 
We've moved quickly. There's plenty of time left. We saw on Sunday the potential of this team with, with the right setup and, the, and, the, and playing the right way. You know, we've got Bournemouth, Palace, Everton, Brentford, West Ham, Brighton, and Fulham between us and eighth. And we are more than a batch for all of those teams. It means we've got to pick points up against the top clubs, which we've never done and we haven't done for a long time. But we are, like I said earlier, we've got a manager that's capable of picking points from now off everybody in this league. So I would say eighth is a realistic possibility now. And I'll I don't think that. you're wrong. I don't. I don't think you're wrong. And I think if things go our way, of course it's of course it's possible. Yeah. How many games in are we now? Ten or eleven? So twelve games. We, yeah, we're a third of the way through, pretty much. Yeah. So we've still got two thirds of a season to realistically perform very well. And I think you are right. I think what we're also going to see is a manager come in and it's almost a fresh slate in terms of players and loyalty. And I, loyalty. I just, I just, I equate, sorry, Hannah, to cut over you. I equated Eddie Howe went in last season when Newcastle almost rock bottom. And he proves yeah. what you can do just organising a team that's, that's yeah. you know, and they didn't have, in my opinion, at that point, the quality we possess. So we are four points off eight. That's it. Well, well you've so seen on, you seen on Sunday um, what a bit of organisation does, doesn't it? And Aaron yeah. Danks had him for, um, what, 48 hours and, yeah, and yeah, got him firing like that. So Emery now, like Luke says, that little mini pre-season. Oh, my God. Don't think they're putting their feet up watching the World Cup. They're going to be watching <laughs> tapes. They're going to be body yeah. more here. Homework. Eight o'clock in the morning, videos all day long. And... It's up to the players now. It's up to the players to really buy into it. You know, they've been accused of downing tools and feeling sorry for themselves. The mentality's got to change now. They've got to really, really get on board with Emery um, and really no commit excuses, to him. No, he's got to commit to him. He's got. To, they've got to commit to his ideas. Um, they've got to be professional throughout, and I, I really feel that he can help these players grow. You know, there's still potential in these players. I look at a Dougie Louise and Kamara, midfield two, a double pivot. I think there's so, so much potential. I feel that you can get more out of cash. I feel Luca Dean, Watkins, Bailey, Bailey. There's still so much potential in him. So if Emery can get another 15%, 20% out of these guys, then why not look at that eight position as as a target for this season and try and get a couple of scalps against the bigger clubs. Try and... Plant some seeds for next season. Do you know what I mean? It's all about preparing as well for next season. If we can get some confidence going, get a system going, get get tactically settled, get um, get the players on board, then I feel we could be in for a, a, a right good run. I mean, K- Kamara signed with us, wanting to put. He wanted to get into Europe, didn't he? Um, Carlos signed, wanted to get into Europe. Douglas Luiz is committed to his long term future at the club because he wants to, to push us on. Matty Cash is a full international. Luca Dean's a full international and wants that top, top end. You know, Toro Mings won't be satisfied with the second half of the season. Coutinho's played the top all of his career. Every single one of these players, they all aspire to be in the top six of the league, don't they? There's no excuses now. We know the infrastructure's there, the training facilities are there, the, the stadium's there, the fans are there. Everything is there for them. We have now added, in my opinion, the final piece of the jigsaw with the coaching set there's no. It should be a no excuse uh, yeah, mentality. You've got, you've got the all part. the tools. You've got all the tools there. Yeah. All the tools. If, and if they don't do it now, they're not going to do it. Only say it's up to them. It, it's yeah. because of them, not because of anything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I agree with all of that as well. So let's move on then um, to what we normally do. We normally do a match preview. So Newcastle coming up. Um, Danks taking charge of this. And it was good, weren't it, on Sunday? It was good when them goals started flying in. That second and, oh, my God, the scenes in the whole time where all it was, was fantastic. But we've got a very, very tough game coming up. Uh, Justin's already mentioned, um, you know, that sort of the bounce of, uh, of Eddie Howe. Now, Emery turned Newcastle down and Newcastle fans now would be thinking, well, thank God he, God he did because Eddie Howe's done an absolutely fantastic job. So so that's sort of our gain, isn't it? Us getting Emery. But, um, you know, he, he has done absolutely fantastic. Yes, they've spent a lot of dough, £200 million on that squad. So I guess it probably it should be doing decent. But, you know, he, he has turned them around and they have just catapulted and they have just got that sort of momentum and stuck with it. And, and that's, I think, what, what we should hope for now. Um, they're having a fantastic season. They're unbeaten in seven. Uh, they have, We've only won twice there in the Premier League as well, which is not a great stat, which is probably a Villa standard stat, isn't it? Um, they're scoring 1.7 goals per game. They've got one of the best defensive records in the league, conceding 0.8. Uh, they've they've got the best defence, haven't they, in the league? Yeah, yeah. They've only conceded 10, haven't they? Yeah. They've lost one game all season, won five and drew six. So it's going to be a tough, tough ask for Villa to go there. But the way I feel, I've just got a vibe that they're, they're due a bit of a stinker coming off the back of that Spurs game. I so so what, what you're trying to tell us is we're going up there to shit out someone. <laughs> That's what you're saying. You know what I mean? Look, we, we, we're confident. We got you know we absolutely demolished Brentford. We got we got nothing to fear. Um, we got a, a new manager coming in who's going to be watching. So they're all going to still want to be impressing the new manager. And I just feel like they are on a good run, but they are beatable. Like. We have got a good side. I wouldn't say their side is a million miles better than what we've got. Um, they're just performing really well. They've got confidence and they're yeah, so I, I think we can go up there and and, and have a dance masterclass as we as we should put it, because you know, it it was brilliant, weren't it? It was a breath of fresh air watching them on Sunday. And if I think if we apply ourselves, we can get something from the game. Um, I am sort of going towards more of a of a draw. That's what I'm sort of thinking. Big news: Kamara is back on the grass, as the saying normally goes. So I feel like he sort of feels to me like he's back in contention a little bit sooner than what we thought. So he's going to have sort of one eye trying to make that French squad, isn't he? So we'll kick it off with you then, Hannah. How are you feeling about Newcastle away? I'm similarly feeling a draw. I don't want to go too early on the score prediction, so I won't dwell on that too much. But I think the key here, one, the confidence from Sunday's performance, which was brilliant. It's one of them games where I watched Match of the Day, I've watched the highlights on YouTube, I've watched all the podcasts. Like It's one of them games where you just want to keep reliving it. And I'm sure the players are feeling the same. We got all of our um, strike force on the, on the score sheet. We got a clean sheet. We had the home fans behind them. So they should be feeling buzzing and they should be feeling buzzing that they've just, you know, found out that they've got a, a, a top-tier coach coming in next week. So the big thing will be we've got to perform because new gaffers watching, 
don't want to get dropped for the next game because now they are playing for their shirt again. It's not like, you know, with, you know, somebody's favourites that they're going to play week in, week out. You've got a fresh coach who's going to come in and essentially want to do something new um, and choose his own players. So they've got to play like they're never going to play again because they need to impress. So for that reason, I do think we'll perform. I look back to last season where where we went there and did, I think we lost 1-0, didn't we, from a, like a, a trippier free kick or something. It was a horrible game. Oh, but, yeah, um, it yeah, so recent memories aren't great. And I, I feel like the season before that, I think we drew, didn't we, because we, we conceded very late on and Al Mohamedy scored. So recent memories aren't great, but I just do think that we'll perform well. But... I just think Newcastle are really good at the minute. And like you say, Luke, it's not that there's a, a massive deficit in terms of our squads. It is the fact that they've got Eddie Howe, who genuinely has done an excellent job. And that is the difference with us at the minute. We've not had that real well-drilled um, coach that has got us into shape. And they have since, what, January or just before. So... Um, that that is the difference so far. But now we're coming into this in a better place than we were last week. We're going to be buzzing. We're going to be up for it. And I just think they're going to want to impress. So I'm 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 positive, but I'm not thinking that we're going to go there and, and you know completely play them off the park. I'd be quite happy for us to just um, play well, a point or three, either way. Just go and beat and and then we're going to next week, you know, in a really good position. Yeah, Villa fans, there's loads of you watching. Press the like button. It helps just push this stream out onto YouTube. Uh, and if you are new around here, definitely subscribe. Ryan, how are you feeling? Newcastle then away? Yes, it's always a tricky one. Newcastle, for us, it's a tough place to go. It's a tough place for the fans to go. It's a big old climb up them bloody stairs to your seat. And like you say, the record ain't great, but but we go there with freedom, with confidence. The strike force have all added to their tallies this season because it was looking grim before that Brentford game because everyone was on one. Hawthorne was on two after his brace at Villa Park. So, um you know, at least they've added to their tallies. And Newcastle, right, all I heard on Monday on the way to work when I put talks, what, well, Newcastle this, Newcastle that, Newcastle this. And I just feel that they've gone under the radar a bit this season, but their results have been fantastic. But now the eyes of the media on them, you know, they're being looked at and that adds pressure. That adds pressure. Now, Villa rocking up, not been in great form, They'll be expecting a win. So the expectation is there now. Where when Howe first come in, he, he didn't really, he didn't really have the new manager bounce, did he? It took him a, a good maybe five, four or five games to to get him a result. And and once they did and got him settled, he's made some savvy signings, he's made some solid signings. I know they spent 200 million, but 200 million and a lot nowadays, is it really to rebuild a squad? And, and he's got them playing and he's got them solid and he, he's got them scoring. He's got them confident. He's revolutionised Joel Linton. Amaron as well. He's very dangerous after... Gamera, he's he, class as well in Gamera's. Yeah. So they've yeah. got some top, top pros there and, he, and he's jailed them all nicely. Um, so we've got to really go up there and just, just play with that freedom again. You know, we don't have to be 
full-blown, explosive attacking like it was the other day. You know, he can play with a bit more a bit more structure, a bit more composure, but we've got to get that ball to that front three. I hope we do. I really hope we do stay unchanged. I want to see Watkins out on that wing on the right on the right side and Bailey on that left side. I, I just want to see a copy and paste of Sunday, uh, team selection-wise. And the same mentality, again, for Danks. It's, it's a free hit for him. It's a free hit. It's a chance to sign off over to Emery with two wins out of two, 100% Premier League record. Yeah. Six plus goal difference. <laughs> so um yeah, um yeah, so looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Justin, how are you feeling? We have got a few Newcastle fans in the house, so don't don't say we're gonna smash them. <laughs> Seven nil. No, I'm only joking. Um it's gonna be a tough game, you know. They're, they're riding on the crest of a wave, aren't they? they are where we want to be in ten games time. I'm not saying top four, I mean in that mentality and that mindset. I think the perception of Newcastle because of the run they're on is probably higher than their, their actual position and their actual squad. You know, they are still rebuilding. I think they're, like I say, they're in a purple patch and they're riding on the crest of a wave. So it's very difficult to play against teams like that that have got a momentum behind them and, and confidence flowing through them, which you can see. I've always liked Armour and I was talking to you guys about him last night. I watched him in America loads and I was surprised when he didn't hit the ground running when he came to England, but he's been given that time to settle now. He's been given that, that that freedom to go and express himself and he looks a very, very good player. It's going to be tough for us, but I think the formation that we picked on Sunday is our formation. I think that's what we're going to see a lot of now. I think the double D, Dougie and then Donka Pivot is perfect to build off. It's amazing. I think it gives us that, that structure to, to kick on. I think the three that played in front... Watkins looks more like a winger every time I see him. He, he, the pressure's not on him as much to, to get the goals. Danny, that's his job and that's what he does brilliantly as he did on Sunday. Buendia looks great in the 10. You know, I heard a couple of people today raving about Bailey. You know, he's he's a match winner, Leon Bailey, isn't he? We've seen it now. We've seen what he's capable of. So we go in there, amazingly, given where we was this time last week, with our flair players in form, if you like, after one game, you know, players that they should be going there now, that the, the manager's set, that then they now know what's coming on Tuesday next week. They know this new manager's coming in and he's in a mug. He's a proper top-tier elite manager and he, they know now he's what he, Whether they knew he was watching last weekend, I don't know, but they know he's going to be watching this weekend. He's going to be taking a lot of notes on this game. He's going to be watching it probably three, 33 <laughs> times before he gets here on Tuesday. So they are going to want to be involved <laughs> next week. Home game, first game in charge, Manchester United at home. They are going to want to be in that team. So they are going to want to. They want to put a marker down. They want to be involved in 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 the in the Emery dynasty that's about to hit for the park. So I think, I think we can get there with confidence and and just free hit if you like. Don't like that phrase, but it's a free hit. We can go there. Nobody's probably expecting us to get much there with the form they're in. I think we can get something there. Yeah, I mean, Emery, I, I try and not watch probably this season, Emery, if you're going to go back and watch Villa games, because I don't, I don't think you're going to like what you've been, what, what you'll see. But um, no, but yeah, I, I think it'll, it'll be a tough game. It's always a really, really tough place to go, as the record states that we've only won there twice in the Premier League era. So, you know, that in itself... Yeah, and that, that's when they were beating themselves up and got two men sent off, wouldn't it? Bowyer and Dyer. That was one of the wins. So the record is hurried. The record is hurried. Yeah. 
Definitely. So, Villa fans... Let's not forget, sorry, we we hadn't, we hadn't got a very good record against Brentford until last Sunday, had we? No. Oh, no, we didn't. We're smashing no. records this weekend, then. <laughs> smashing records. <laughs> cool. Right. So, Villa fans, in the comments section now, I'll try and put them all on the screen. Let's have your score predictions. I'm going to go with a... 2-2 two, two draw. 2-2 two, two draw. I said it would be a draw, and I, and I think it will be a draw again. Uh, I think it will be a really good game as well to watch. End-to-end -end goals. So, 2-2 two, two for me. Hannah, what are you going with? Uh, I also went for a Desmond 2-2. Two, two. Um, I think we'll score. Do you know what? I think they're going to get dendonked. That's that's the vibe <laughs> I'm going for. Um, my heart would say like a 2-1, but no, my, my head, yeah, it's definitely overwhelming. I'm going 2-2 two, two as well. And hopefully the Bailey goal is um, ple really pleasantly surprised me at the weekend. I thought it was his best game in the Villa shirt. So hopefully he keeps his place. And he, again, we, we need these striker, strikers to maintain that form. And if if one or two, or even better, all three of them want to have... Um, Another another goal on the sheet this weekend, then we're really going to start building a bit of confidence in that attacking line, which I think is crucial. So, yeah, goals, please. Ryan? <sighs> I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to jump <laughs> off. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to go, right, 2-1. Bit of a, a counter-attacking display. I reckon we're catching cold. Yeah, 2-1, the Villa. Justin? Four or five, or <laughs> now I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be calm. This one, sensible head on. I think Dank's ball is going to go out with two wins from two. I think six points, hundred percent record, zero goals conceded, and I think he'll six goals scored in two games. I'm going for a two nil Villa win. Nice. When you kept saying six, I thought, what's he doing? Here we go. In the two games. In the two games. In the two games. Uh. Cool, Villa fans. So that'll do this match preview then. Um, there's been loads of you in the stream, which has been good. Uh, I know a lot of you have wanted us to go live a little bit more. So we will keep trying to go live. Like I say, when we get to 10K uh, subscribers, the content's going to be ramped up a little bit. There's going to be more concepts coming uh, and we're going to push this channel to be the biggest and the best it can possibly be. So cheers for your support. Uh, the views have been absolutely fantastic this month as well and, and the engagement, comment sections, everything just goes off every time. So uh, for me, thank you very much. We'll be back with our predicted lineup. I'm planning to do something a little bit different. I'm going to go through a little bit um, about what we can expect to see from Unai Emery. So uh, we'll have a look at his different systems, the way he sets up, the personnel that I think are going to be thriving under him. And maybe there'll be a couple that sort of are at the back of the queue at the minute and they may, may come into sort of like um, into the spotlight. So uh, we'll, we'll have that one out. Uh, that one will probably be out tomorrow evening maybe um or it might be at thursday i'll see how it goes um but we'll have that content for you so thanks everybody for watching and up the villa